right, well, here we go with a new show. New show, second wave, second verse. What are we doing? Chapter What's going two. on? And then we're going to pick up and kind of delve right into the whole chat zone and productivity. And, you know, I was hoping this thing was going to make it like more than a week. And we, well, well I we can't. I mean, those are the type of people you let them off the hook. They obviously <laughs> fucking shoot each other. I mean, well, dude, really? <laughs> it didn't take it a week, dude. I was, I was talking. It's like, yeah, you know. When I, I remember when I was, when I was telling you, I was like, yeah. I just hope they get together and it's going fine. And everything that would and be it just cool, implodes. Yeah. And it didn't even get to that point. It got to like two <laughs> days later. No. Ah! How long did it Explosions. last? Was, I think it was like two weeks. It's still going. It's the second weekend now. Right? Yeah, but they didn't really get their full footing on until this week that we just went through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, they actually I, had some sort of thing. Well, because Crowder's spies were in there or whatever. And you actually kind of see, you're like, okay, it looks like it's chill a little bit. They oh, might yeah. kind of be getting... Getting the hang of governing, but uh, yeah, no, no, it didn't happen at all. Yeah, it even happened, man. It didn't even happen at all. It was as I'm not surprised. Let me put it that way. I I wanted more of a showing, a big whole, a big old hurrah. Look, we can do it. Yeah, and then which the would have been cool. I'd and have been actually the okay with it if they have succeeded. Not like that, but that would have been more of just this something to laugh at. Because at the end of the day, if you can't look at all this goddamn stuff going on and laugh about you it, find the humor in it. Yeah, the, I mean. Well, that's just like, we have a reality television TV star as president, if, and if that's starting to play out like uh huh. <laughs> and, and you can't find humor in the rest of the. He's in an entity all of his own. Just look at the rest of what's going on. Or just that he's not even involved with that. That's just going around on the fringe. All the other people embarrassing themselves. Oh on yeah, his, in, in spite of what's. Oh yeah, and he and he's just trolling it. He's just like ah, you guys. Well, that's the funny part of watching it play out when you don't necessarily take sides, and that's always how I. Feel. Oh yeah, you 100%. don't champion a politician, and I'm going to say that at least once every fucking episode. You do not champion politicians. No, at the end of the day, they're, they're D students. Let's. Oh have, yeah, they're the people. They're what? You know what they they're are? They're not superstars. They guys. want to be famous but have no talent. <laughs> So they go into fucking politics. That's what it is. I mean, I mean, like my favorite, like my wife can't even watch Pelosi. And I love to watch it because it makes my head tingle in the same way when I watch The well, Office. The, the, thing, with, <laughs> the thing with Trump, I don't think Trump was even expecting to win. I think he was just doing it on I think, Yeah, exactly. He's, he's like, oh, holy shit, what do I do now? You fuck, <laughs> hit this guy, he'll never win. Hold my water because, you know, the guy don't drink. Uh, hold my water, give me some Adderall. No, no doubt, huh? Yeah, he he has to be on that roll because he's sharp as a tack, dude. Well, I think that at that age to be cracking him like like he. But does if you've never been drunk and never subjected your mind to some chemical abuse, if you haven't learned to train, Ricks, go ahead and click on over to that one when this one's over. <laughs> but when you haven't barbecued your brain chemically and really just kind of seen what you can endure mentally, apparently that does make you sharp at your old. Yeah, age. I, I would agree. Now, with now that I'm now I'm like, oh shit! I definitely want to stick with that plan of dying at 68. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have the same the same uh, medical staff that Trump has. Just pumping stuff in your system to keep you going. Oh, I know. Just yeah, like we don't the B twelve vitamins and yeah, fucking we, the whole we, nine. Yeah, we don't have that uh, that that awesome cocktail to, to afford that. That came from the happen. aliens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's dive into this whole thing. It uh, the topic that we're going to start this with is productivity and production. Productivity and, and so there's a difference between the two because they they're, both they're, they're synonymous in in the nature of what they are, but they it, it can kind of go a little bit different of an explanation for each one. Okay. But I'd figure we start with that topic and what does it mean? What does it mean? So what does productivity in production mean? Well, in what context? I mean, in the context of general economics. General productivity is the act of moving an action forward producing. in a profitable manner, right? I would say producing. Okay. Producing. Pro 
Productivity the nev- is the busy thing. It's yeah, the, it's the it's, motion. It's it's the, it's the thing that everybody does to culminate an economic engine. It's the guy it's, carrying the box. It's, it's the, guy, the guy loading the box. Okay. The guy is producing the stuff that goes in the box. All these things that matter. So you okay. so you have so, so it's a hands-on thing. So it's basically productivity. It's is it's the overall keeping the train moving down, and it and it requires. All right. And all right. why does it matter? So why does productivity matter? Well, without it, nothing would go forward. Well, not I don't I don't think I think there's more to it than just that. It's the fact that productivity matters for the fact that you start to evaluate what jobs are worth what. So if you got somebody who's working at McDonald's, what's the productivity hierarchy of what they're doing compared to somebody? What do we, is, is value a bad word there? What's no, the value it's not. of their job? But but that's that's what it is. It's an evaluation. So productivity well, if I have to as underlying eva- evaluation lines that you determine what certain jobs are worth. I, 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 I use certain benchmarks to do it. Right. What's the cognitive wheelhouse you have to have to do it? Yeah, what, that's actually what I was going to say is... is How much schooling was required for you right. to do it? So how essentially, I mean, in a, in a boss kind of way, what's it going to take for me to replace this person? Right? Isn't that what it's all oh, about? Yeah. So if I have to sit there and flood a thousand applicants to find that one person, okay, now that job's worth a little bit more. But if I can, you know, throw a newspaper down on a bus stop and hire anybody that walks through the door because they, you know, on the mirror, that's pretty low end. Oh, yeah. it's So you, you, so you got to make this evaluation skill. What type of what type of uh experience or not that but gain knowledge is required to do the task for this job that you're trying to fill for a productivity okay. what, what are you trying to do so th- that's a big thing and now that it leads another thing so productivity so let's let's even do this with with understanding currency so okay when you look at the dollar the dollar isn't money the dollar is currency. That's an idea. And, and what, what, not that, but what <laughs> Something it is, we all agree on has value. When, when I say currency, I, what I mean by that, it's a way for you to exchange your productivity. Well, they, that's that's another another so, way of putting that. I've heard it before. Is so you, you sell yeah. your labor, and that's the middleman, and then you go so buy the, somebody else's so the, labor. A dollar, not the dollar, but the currency or the dollar that you get from doing your job, it stores your productivity that you put at the job to trade it with somebody else. That's okay. that's what the dollars are medium of exchange of productivity. And if you go even deeper into it, which you can almost say too, is it's a way of storing your energy. So when I you, like it. That's so a good when, so when you go to work and you're productive, you get paid in a way that stores your energy, which is the dollar. Okay. And this is why I have a fucking huge problem when the Fed pinch money, because all it means is your productivity that you're doing at work means fuck all when someone can print it into existence. Yeah, it's like everything you did yesterday is now worth less today. Yeah, because we can just print it and give it to you. Well, that's what sucks. I feel well, bad for all the people that have worked for thirty years. And but now- that's the whole thing. Like I, I get, I get in a conversation with our manager about gold, and I was, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm huge on gold. Everybody should have at least ten percent gold in your on your person, just for the fact that gold, gold doesn't change in what it's worth. Gold holds on to what the currency was able to purchase at that time. So if you have gold that trades at $800 an ounce and the Fed starts printing money, gold will go up in value. Not because the gold's worth more. It's because the dollar's worth less. Oh, man, how deceitful is that commercial? Gold's always guaranteed to go up. Buy it now. It is guaranteed to go up. But because they're the dollar's you for the wrong le- reasons. Well, yeah, because the dollar's worth less. Yeah. So if you paid $800 for gold, then all of a sudden about five years later, that same gold's worth 1600 
Is a gold worth more? That means the dollar's worth 50 cents of what it was. Yes. Yeah. So you have a loss. And the reason gold holds on to its value is you can't bullshit it and print it to existence. To get gold out of the earth, it requires vehicles. It requires equipment. It requires fuel. It Pre requires tires. Production. It requires... You, you got this underlying cost analysis for productivity to produce gold. That's why gold is a standard of holding a benchmark of what, the, what currency is worth. So it's, actually mining it out of the ground does contribute to how much... Oh, because that... Yeah, it's that's a cost. how much we have, right? Because there's only well, a finite that, supply. But it's, yeah, but it's the cost of getting it out of the ground is what sets the benchmark. So when you look at the price of gold, it's when you look at the price of gold, it's a productivity cost of getting it from the earth, refined and into the market. So you have a hundred. Wow. So you have an incorporated production cost to get gold. You can't just print it. You, that's why it's that's why it's a it's a store of it. Basically, you're taking raw energy and you're condensing down to solid matter. That's tradable in the open Dude, market. Should we start a new thing and ask the Oracle how many open gold veins are there right now being mined? There's very little. Yeah. Well, the problem is the gold's been suppressed by the Fed in the United States for the fact that we have a swift currency transaction, which we had the reserve rights for every country. So if you're another country and you want to trade on the open market, you have to have dollars to make this happen. So say this is, and this is what Obama did to dollars, like U.S. dollars. What, so let me let me expand on this a little bit. So Iran got the full brunt from the Obama administration. The Obama administration weaponized the SWIFT dollar. So SWIFT transaction. So back in the day, we set up a standard where if you want to trade, you would trade in another currency or gold or different things, and it made it kind of complicated. So we set up a standard where everybody uses the dollar to settle trades at the end of the day. Was, was that so, have something to do with the petrodollar or whatever? Or the it, yeah, it plays in conjunction with that. Okay. It, 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 it all ties in, but the, but the biggest thing that works the best is you have a baseline standard that works across all countries that's based on the dollar. So if you're Germany and I'm the UK, we would trade, and at the end of the trade session, we'd settle it in dollars. And I would take my dollars and I would switch them to your central bank reserves. And then we'd settle the trade transaction. What I purchased from you. So if you're selling me energy or oil or different things like that, or certain goods, or you're you're producing automotive mm -hmm. vehicles, and UK doesn't produce a lot of them, we'd settle the trade transaction in that type of setup. So you have a baseline standard. Well, since we're the U.S. and we're the we're the reserve currency in the entire world, if you're doing something we don't fucking like, like Iran, we just cut you off from that circuit. Now you can't trade with anybody on the open market. So we weaponize this thing. Well, what do you think every other country? thought when they saw that go down you thought they were cool with us cutting people off as much as yeah, I don't, when you can suddenly make a whole nation suffer, that, but right? as much as i don't like iran and the stuff they do the people of iran are not held accountable for what the government does that's and, the same thing with us yes so so here we are cutting off iran from getting goods on the open market to help feed people in the country because, because we, their masters won't because pay we have a problem with what their government does I'd say that's probably the biggest thing so, that's leading to a disaster. Well, not only that, right but let's think about this. Do you think that the government politicians in Iran are really suffering from that? No. Or they got their think, gold toilets and shit. Or Have do you, you seen the, the pictures of their yeah. palaces and how they live? Or do you think the people are? Oh, the people are. Guaranteed. So, so what are we really doing when we do that to another country? They're making the population suffer. And I think someone somewhere probably explains that shit in a room going, hey, if you guys really want to do it, you attack the people and then... Which maybe is, the leadership will change their mind once up. they have no people that are happy. I, and, and right? I maybe these, the people will rebel. Well, and I hear these arguments from boomer cons and some people on the left, which blows my mind because they're supposed to be anti-war, that we need to do this. Why? So they so they don't attack us. You really think fucking yeah, so Iran 
Yeah, you really think Iran's going to cause damage to us? What you, well, no, they can they can damage our interests around the world, but I mean, as far as us goes, but no. that's our problem from for from for expanding ourselves so thin. No trying shit. to police every country. We've now opened this door where we can't step out of these but places. What is that really about? It what this, what in my opinion, what that's really about is us not producing anything here. We ah, don't manufacture. Yeah, so if we don't manufacture here, your goal as a country like ours is to find a third world country you can exploit to produce these things that are really low cost. Yeah. So we don't have to do about doing it here. But what that takes is that takes us going over there and exerting force against the government or opposing opposition countries to put our will down so we can sublet manufacturing of goods at a super low cost and come back here and not see the inflation cost of producing. Yes. It. That's why you stuff, do it to places where you're not going to have to see them suffering day by day. You yeah. just see the what, spreadsheet. But not that, but things that you can't exploit like healthcare or housing and stuff like that. Look how expensive those are. You know why they're expensive? Cause that's yeah. a real sign of inflation and all the other shit like your TV and different things that are cheap. Technology, they're cheap phones, for a reason. All that shit. They're, they're, they're cheap because we're outsourcing all that stuff to be done by a third world country that shits on the public. Yeah, it's good that they're doing it because the alternative to a lot of those places is you working in a field and maybe dying of malaria. Yeah. So you yeah, can either work yeah. in a field and hope something can happen or you can make a couple, a couple dollars a day making a good. And the good will give you the opportunity in a lot of those countries to step out of being a peasant. And into a moral class, like China in the last ten years, yeah, the leg up, right? Yeah, well, not that the amount of people that stepped out of being a farmer and some peasant into a middle class situation is insane. Out of every country in the well, world, because opportunity was there. Yes, because manufacturing. That's really what it comes down to. Manufacturing is the biggest opportunity to a third world country to step out. But that all lies into productivity. They're producing something that there's an open market demand for that they can sell. You know, I got a big fucking problem where this is going. Because if you take our last goddamn conversation where what is the state? What's the state's product? They don't do shit. So they're basically negotiating with the rest of the world on our fucking behalf. No, 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 no. No, no, that's how they present it. But, but it's not on our behalf. But, th but think about it like this, though. It's, the it's, rest of the world has so much country pride. Remember, you can only, what? You can only observe life as a reflection of your own experiences most of the time, right? Yeah. So you get up to the next level. So when you come from countries, especially like Europe or, you know, anywhere... Notice how they're carrying flags. They have a lot of pride. And America, I'd say, yeah, we run around touting off America, America, America. But there's not that much pride in our country. We just kind of deal with each other. Like, in all honesty, that's what really happens. Oh, it's true. All of us hate our government. We hate this, yeah. but our lives are so fucking do easy. You, we're not going to do Do you anything. think the green-haired troll lady that's 500 pounds is really pro-America? I hope so. I mean, she's... <laughs> no, the, dude. You mean the cyborgs in Walmart? <laughs> no. That's what they are. She's not. She has no clue what that even means. She has no clue of how we subvert other countries and that, well, that, no, and, you, and know you know what this what got me this made me laugh the most when i saw this presidential election play out back in 2016 <laughs> when everybody's like oh yeah russia's interfering okay it maybe the cia's they, never not, ever not in that but okay maybe they did how many countries have we got involved in all of them what about all the wars we fought they really vietnam you think that was in the benefit of vietnam and no, no, we needed to. What was that? Was part of the well? That was part of the Red Menace cover-up. So. Well, not that it was a breakup of a lot of the communist control, so we can put free market stuff in there and produce cheap goods. So v really, it Vietnam. Wasn't, it is, wasn't about stopping communism. It I, was about being I, no. able to make a cheap dollar. Which now here we are, x amount of years later, seeing that oh shit, they really did do that. Well, That's the, really the where thing it went. too is right now, and now we're having this fallout with China. 
Vietnam is basically... So if you were to look at it through the lens of an American, this is how you would examine <laughs> the whole China thing. So China is basically the U.S. Vietnam is Mexico. So what's been happening the last probably three or four years, Vietnamese have been, been, been immigrating into China to do their factory work and undercutting a lot of the middle class. And now that we're having this trade war, what's happening now is you're having a giant shift of, of a lot of because it's getting more expensive to produce in China. Are the Vietnamese yes. going back? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> what's ha- so so this is what's happening. So you okay. right. so right. you're having the subversion now where it's getting more expensive to produce stuff in China because regulations are stepping in. <laughs> so they're and turning all this, into America. Yes, and they are very much. <laughs> oh, so you got a lot that? of these Vietnamese that were coming in, and now they're staying. And now a lot of American companies are opening up manufacturing facilities because it's way cheaper now compared to what is in China. And this is going to play out in India. So wait, they're opening them back in where? In Vietnam. Vietnam is starting to Yeah, start it's to still a, the best way other than opening manufacturing here. Well, because it's cheap. You don't, and you don't got to worry about some blue-haired dinosaur yelling about equal rights. Or, oh, yeah. You think the guy in Vietnam gives a fuck about je- transgender rights? No, 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 he's worried about getting fucking ringworm and some crazy parasite and dying. Yeah, he's eating, eating a bowl of freaking larvae. Yeah. He, he, he has he has real world problems. He doesn't yeah. have problems that his dad's oppressing him by not letting him speak his gender. That's what happens fluidity. when you have it easy. You get bored and make up your own problems. And I mean oh. that in a grand psyche. That's where America's is, at right now. We've made up this problem ourselves. <laughs> we really have. You you have no boogeyman. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the author. I think it was uh, no boogeyman. Nassim, Nassim Taleb. Kind of, I think he was the one that said this, but he makes the, the notion that after the Cold War, we really didn't have an enemy. So what a lot of the mainstream media started to do was pin the two sides against each other, Republican and Democrat. And what it did, it it it, it fostered its own internal war within the country. So instead yeah, of us going, oh dude, I call that sports mentality. So you but shouldn't no, be fighting over politics like it's a sport. But if you do that, no one pays attention to how fucking off the rails things really are going. True. So no. when you, and and I that, but you don't have to go hunt down an enemy. You have one man. You have one produced here in the states. I see that motherfucking bumper sticker. I know who my enemy is. It's insane. And people fall over that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why I've never taken sides on that. Like I don't watch sports. A lot of people are like blown away by that. I'll watch some UFC shit. Oh, I, UFC and football. I still love. Ba- I can't do it. I can't watch football because I, I don't. I care. have a hard time. I I like watching my son play football. That's cool. I can dig that because when my daughter played softball, I never missed a game. Yeah, but so, but like watching sports. <clears throat> if you're gonna make sports some kind of some kind of political statement, that's cool. I'm just I'm not I'm gonna. Not it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. Like we don't buy Nike in this fucking house anymore. Nike, I wrote that off. Those are the worst shoes I've ever had because I'm a big guy and Nikes just aren't for fat guys. See, I I don't I don't I don't really care what the product was. I like the brand. I had no problem with it. But as soon as they start stepping out, trying to make this woke statement, it's like fuck off, dude. I'm not in. I'm not doing this. If, yeah. if this is where you stand. Go ahead. But you know what? In a free market, I'm not forced to buy into your company. You're not the fucking goddamn government. So well, I, I, guess been, is our first I have choices in the market <laughs> where I want to go. Our first PSA. <laughs> I would actually like to state that the corona has actually shown us that boycotting actually would work. Think about it. Mo- a lo- how, can, how many businesses couldn't make it one single week with no revenue? Yeah, but I, I think a lot of that was the fact that we made money so cheap that no one felt they had to save. And I that if you saved and the and the Fed was destroying your currency already anyways, yeah. Then what good was saving 
in well, the, I made in that mistake back in the day before the housing market crash. I mean, I penciled out what my income was. I I, well, I, not, tr- I figured it all the way down to 60% of my income. I could still keep my house. Well, not that, but you look at this. Look at savings rates and almost any – like I told I, – I had a money market. I, I moved a majority of my capital to. And I was and I, when I first moved it, it was trading. I was getting a 1.7% yield. And when this stuff hit the fan and the feds came down to zero, this thing is now – it offers one percent, so it lost almost a full percent of what interest yield it got. No. So that w- what interest rates are, and, and the average person doesn't know this because they're not talking economics. It's the cost of borrowing money. So you're saying money doesn't have a cost to borrow it because it doesn't mean it's shit. Not, it's not free to borrow. I know, but what interest rates are is a reflection of what money's worth. So if interest rates are going to zero, okay. what is what is that? What does that tell you about money? It don't mean shit. It's, it's worthless. Yeah, because you can borrow at zero percent interest. That's what we were talking that's about last giant, time. When shit jumps down to zero, it's all well. What the fuck is the point? You're just literally that's a giant red flag. Well, nine, yes. That, so, so understand what the Fed has. The Fed has two tools in their in, in their toolkit. They have interest rates, which we're at zero, and, and Trump's asking for a negative. If that if you don't understand what that means, that means if you're your saver, you're fucked. And the other tool they have is printing money. Okay, so if we go through inflation. The last thing you can do is print money because we're already there. Yeah. So what That's do you the do? Wheelbarrows of money so what for... do you do? The free market will take over, and what it will do is it will wreck the economy. Not because it has to, because that's what the free market will do. It will cleanse the earth of all the bad companies. But the 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 fallout from that is going to be devastating, and I don't think nobody's set up to handle it. Yeah, unless people really start learning how to work as communities. Again. No, that ain't going to happen. I don't, I don't know. We're, I mean, we're so divided. How, how are you going to work? Like, people have, on my street, okay, I got these Russian fucks. <laughs> and I try, I try to make peace with them and be nice. And they have a huge problem with Americans in general. And, it's, and it, they wear that shit. Really? They're those people. Yeah, and they wear wow. that on their sleeve. And almost the only Russian I would say that's not like that. And even, even he admits it's very true is a guy I work with. I have a couple that I work with. Yeah, and, and he says that. He says there's this. He said, "America. A lot of Russians are really taught to despise a lot of the way Americans operate, which that's just ingrained to the culture. But that's funny because these Russian motherfuckers are trying to come here hand over fist because there's free market opportunities. Yeah, so, isn't that funny how that so works? So the shit that we really have the foundational bedrock of what's the best for free for individuals to be free and pursue what they want. They want to shit on us, but they want to come here and no, you and, can love and, a system and hate it, people. I could, that's that's pretty much what they're doing." Yeah, well, but I mean, the second. Well, how, how about we do this? How, mm. how about we do the tell of two truths and say, Russians are fucking assholes, and I don't like the way they are, but they're hard workers. There you go. That's they're both true. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. Is it's I don't know. They've always I remember when they first came to this town. I guess in mass. Oh yeah, and it was obvious. I want to say it was probably back in two thousand about about two thousand two thousand two. Yeah, right around in there. We start, I, we I know where I, I know where I worked at the time. We started to see a heavy flow of them coming in, especially in SAC because I was in SAC. Right, and there was a ton of them. I, I ran across a ton of them in Jalapa. Oh, because in translation, the word looks like sacrament, and they're all really religious. <laughs> so they figured that this was the area to go to. <laughs> Seriously, that was that was our theory. But I, who knows? Russian you can't bastards. talk to them, right? And then I remember going to clubs when I was younger, and you just could not pull a Russian girl, no matter what. It was just you just couldn't do it. They uh, stayed. In, they stayed in their little. I couldn't do it. I'll just say that. I'm when, I, when I was in Job Corps, I I got my fill almost every diverse culture. 
and I, I got I got hooked up with a couple of Russian girls at the Momos. But the thing Our with audience them, at home, that's called around the world. But the thing with them, they were really weird, and you couldn't go around their family, nor could you talk to their family or their brothers or anything. Oh, I get it. So th- they're into <laughs> Americans. A lot of the Russian girls are, but it's very taboo. It's it's almost like hooking up with an Asian girl. Where they're candy. Oh, I know. That's ex- now that I get. I mean, because that that's the one where it's like, it, wow. Well, don't- in South Sac, there was a lot of these Lao Ocean girls, which were smoking hot off the boat. Right. They spoke some good English, but when you got to talk to me, oh, you realize, oh, they speak good English, but they're very, the mentality of which very different. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. it's deceiving. Actually, what's weird is I have actually a couple older Vietnamese chicks. Oh actually, really? Yeah. Where actually they were good company too. Because when I was younger, I was actually into older chicks because they were awesome. They didn't play games and shit. So well, not like that too. But you, like the chance you run across an older chick that knows what she wants and how to get off, it's it's easy to find. They they know they know the points that you got to hit, and they're not afraid to tell you when you're giving it to them. Like, sure. hey, you're doing it fucking wrong, dipshit. Well, and that's the thing is that you like, need to move they don't like realize, this. Oh, that's, get that's deeper, so hit it harder. There's no insecurities there. No, there isn't. Like yeah. you get like a young girl, and, and you might. Oh my look, god, am I doing it right? You, yeah, you're, you're looking for some kind of feedback, and you're like, oh, this is this. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's like you know, dead you, fish action. You scrape a tooth and stop and go. Oh my god, sorry. What are you doing? Go back after it. I'll forget in the next minute. Just keep going. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, dude. but that's well, and that's something that I think in a lot of philosophy that. People tend to forget, well, men tend to forget, is involving the women in the whole thing, too. Oh, yeah. You know well, what I mean? Because that which, perspective is, is and always has well, been. Yeah. I, I kind of get curious about these younger guys because these guys are so self-involved that I wonder if they even, like, all these young girls, I, the shit I hear and the stuff that they'd see, I don't know if they even enjoy it as much as they should, and they're just doing it to appease the guys. That's most likely what's happening. Because this younger culture, well, there's it, it doesn't seem like the appeasement of women is there. It's more like this dude's going to get some with tender. He's going to swipe her ass, and then out there he's going to wipe. He's gonna, uh, at the end of it, he's going to wipe his dick off in the curtain and leave. Yeah, and she doesn't know what's going yeah, on. She's, she's like, like, I yeah, guess this is awesome. That, I love this. You know, I, I kind of my head exploded at one point there, but well, like when I was driving Uber, and that was actually it was it was so funny that there was like. At least 50 or 60 times where a good-looking chick would get in the car, right? So she's walking up, and I look over and be like, oh, god damn, look at this hottie getting over here, right? Hop in, and then I would completely forget about who she is. And she goes, so how you doing? And you know me, I can either talk or draw a conversation. Yeah. Boom, 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 get him talking, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Then you realize it's actually what I used to, what I labeled the uh, the Tinder return. The Tinder return <laughs> drives are the mo- the best conversations I've ever had with women. You know what I mean? And then I'm not going to lie. I had to kick him out of the car nine times out of ten. Oh, I like, either I turn the meter back on or you get out. Not like that, but surprisingly, like, I'm not no goddamn Fabio. I, mean, I don't look like Fabio. No, but that should but give every guy is, confidence. But, but you, know what, you know where this works a lot is when you get in these – I remember I was driving Uber too. You, when you get one-on-one and, and you – a lot of girls are huge in the conversations. So when you get one-on-one, you have these conversations and they're good-flowing conversations – and a girl has a little bit of alcohol. They're very, they're very willing to have you fall into the house if you're willing to. Well, that's just the end result of a, a, a smaller but I, piece. I, but I find it so weird because a lot of these girls that that kind of the conversation kind of almost went that way. The conversation opens and, them and, up, and you can see the yeah, the, and I, that the but, triggers, and, 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 they, and they kind of let that out there. Oh yeah, and and these are girls that you don't think you could pull on the average, but when you get them in, you talk to them, have them open them up. You realize, oh yeah, you do have a shot. You do have a shot because nobody's ever talked to. Them. Well, I not, had a fucking n- little not even so much that they're shopping to them, but when they're with their friends and they're in the environment of the, of the club or the scene, oh, the poison that that it's hard <laughs> the to, pressure. It's hard to social break down. pressure. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, you're talking to that guy. He's, he looks like a dope. But when you get them one on one, you can break down those barriers. You realize, oh wait, yeah, these 
they're regular people. So once you can have a good conversation, their girl gets at ease. The guard comes down. You basically broke down all of my game and how I worked strippers back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever talked to me like that. Well, the, the, I think the best way to break down strippers is you just put cocaine on on some other girl's ass and have her snort. We'll it talk off. about that on Wednesday. That's not today. That's I have a bunch of those stories, and it's like I used to feel guilty, and now I'm like. Nah. <laughs> oh, my my, nope. my cousin that's coming on Wednesday yeah. has a lot of those, dude. Oh, yeah. It's ones where it's... Oh, no, yeah, we, that's going to delete his I had, out. based on what you were just saying, though, I'd really like to break down the social dynamic with a really easy philosophy that makes it easy to categorize who's who in the world. And it's something I came up with when I was uh, learning sales. That's why when I was an advisor, I actually excelled at it in three years. After three years, I was leading, could do what a 10-year guy to do. Because I studied it. That's something I've noticed with a lot of people that they'll get into a job and they'll just depend on the word of mouth training. When you have the entire world's libraries in your pocket, why would you just do that? There's plenty of magazines, articles, you know, neurology, see, tells, see, a blinking, all kinds and I, of stuff. And I was kind of curious about that and that you hit on that because it's one thing <laughs> to sit in, in, a, in a closed car with somebody. And, and, <clears throat> and especially if you're going 15 minutes one way, you have some time to kind of put the conversation together. Absolutely. But when you have somebody sitting in front of you and you have somebody behind them and you have this sales interaction that you're trying to make happen, right. how, how does that work reading and breaking down a person? Well, that's where you really, it's everything, dude. Like I, I got it all, I got it condensed all the way down to when they'd walk up, you can tell how, what they were thinking based on how much eye contact they had, what their breath was and where they put their hands. Oh really? Oh yeah. It's that easy. All, all those small signs. All those tells tell are very, very relative. I mean, you have to identify if it's an A or B personality. Now you actually have C and D type personalities, but those aren't people that actually will go out into the world and do it. See, a, the old lady talks about a lot of those different, different personality types and she was, she was telling me what I was and I told her I didn't give a shit. So I mean, you're like a, well, you're a blend. Of two different ones. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hit and miss. Yeah, that's how I am. So I can actually personify an A or a B. It really like depends on the situation. A, I like to say a sociopath. That's. I'm glad you put that on our description. <laughs> I read that the other day. I'm like, wow, you could not have nailed it. I mean, I'd say more sociopathic tendencies, but that's. Oh, yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I mean, I'm not like Dexter throwing motherfuckers in the ocean. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'll oh, only man. do it to bad people, I swear. Yeah, I'm waiting for but, the, uh, the the plastic bags to get resupplied. They're all sold out. But before we segue, here's the phrase. And I want, I want, I really want your take on this. Okay. Honor, <coughs> integrity, and honesty are traits of poor people. That's what I came down to in sales. I want to agree with that. But the problem is being in the hood, a, a huge chunk of my life has me say otherwise with a lot of those. I, I, I would say integrity and honesty. Fuck no. A lot of hood cat motherfuckers lie to their teeth, dude. Oh yeah, and you know what? You know what gets me is when you hear a lot of people in the black community. We don't snitch bullshit. Black people are the biggest snitches. I don't give a fuck what. Yeah, they that's say. who call the cops on us the most. Yeah, almost in all area. my interactions when we got in trouble with either law enforcement or almost with law enforcement or something is usually when the black homies rolled on us. The Mexican cats shut their mouth. They well, were. Yeah, I learned Mexican that in Modesto and Wood. Don't fucking nope, roll. They on will any. not bring the cops. No, nope, they don't play that shit. And that's cool because if you bring the cops, you'll know exactly how they feel about it. <laughs> yeah, you will. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <That's, right. laughs> but no, but the, I mean that like in mass, because and I, I understand what you're saying. That's like a that's I guess we'll call that the exception, not the rule. But I'm looking more at the top. You know what I mean? It really cuts off the higher that people get with either income or power, the more it will chip away now, at those principles. Now hold on. Would you say that applies strictly to a work environment or a personal environment? 
I'm going to go with as applied to work. Yeah, because, well, I don't know, because I get the feeling a lot of managers, it's all bullshit, even, even, even on a personal individual level, outside the work environment. Well, when you do something for long enough, it's going to be part of who you are. Yeah. Well, sales guys are a prime example of that. Yeah. Like, like you get like a car salesman guy. They're so engulfed in being that liar that no matter where they go outside of work, that's who they are. You know what's funny is that guy that we work with that is notorious for not being straight with his, uh, you know, like words. With his gender or with his No, 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 no. We're not going to talk about his gender. <laughs> it's pretty clear. Pretty clear. But people like that, I actually like to hang out with them. Because I don't have to put anything in the memory file. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's all you, bullshit. You're just talking low energy but relationship. But I don't, I'm not interested in having a conversation that's that. Why would Sometimes I am. I don't know. I like a variety. You know, sometimes I, I like soda. Sometimes I like water. I like bullshitting with people that I know are honest players. But if you're not an honest player and you're somebody I really don't care for, then I have no, I have no desire to have a conversation with you. Because I know whatever it is, it doesn't mean anything. It's 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 us saying empty things that don't. You say really... you don't like one night stands. You never did. No, anything? one night stands different. That's a physical type of thing. But if I'm gonna yeah, exercise okay. my brain to do something, right. I want it. I want it to have some kind of. I, I, I want to have a conversation where I find out that it's interesting. That the person I'm talking to is saying something I never heard before. I guess that's and the not just saying something and not just saying something, but saying something that they actually mean and they're not just regurgitating something to give me the fuck out of their face oh my god you know what's weird is when you hear the same line at different situations over the years you're all man that really got me emotional the first time i heard it, you fucker that was rehearsed <laughs> <laughs> well here, here's a prime example of this regurgitating this uh, what you want to hear and not really mean anything there's this one fucking person that we worked with and i was going to work one morning and this motherfucker cut me off and i didn't know who he was or what the vehicle was but i I have a good, really good memory. And when that did it to me, I remember the license plate and what the fucking vehicle looked like. That's how photographic memory. Yeah. Bing! So that happened in the morning. Then later on in the evening, a whole of a sudden, I saw that car at the place we worked at. So who in the fuck owns that vehicle? Oh, so-and-so does. So then I seen him and said, hey, fucker, you cut me off this morning on the way to work. Did he even remember? He's like, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to. Yeah, you did, you fucking liar. Wow. I'm not just a customer where you're going to you're gonna say something and blow me off. Like, you fucking asshole. He's like, well, fuck you. I was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> you fucking just give me some bullshit response, and I'm going to walk away from that. At least mean it. Like, oh, dude, I, I, I didn't accidentally cut you off. My bad. I meant to say sorry. If you would have fed me some kind of real cultivated lie, I would have probably bought it. But all you did was just say some bullshit. How would you react to, like, my response to that? What? If you came at me eight hours later and said, you fucking cut me off, and I'm like, and you're still mad about that, I apologize because I had no idea that was going to ruin your fucking day. That would be my honest answer. And you know what? Holy I'll, shit, I had no idea being an asshole would fucking carry out that part. It's not even an asshole. The fact he did it, and then when he did it, his response was like, oh, yeah, my bad. No, no. You have no idea how bad. <laughs> what? All you did was just give me an auto response you would have gave a customer that was mad at you. No shit. You, you 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 spent less than a fraction of a second thinking about that, and you said, "Oh my bad." I just, well, oh. that's the neuro pathway that was the strongest. Yeah, but it? when you said it to me, it automatically sounds like bullshit. Well, yeah, because that means they put you in a category that's no different than somebody they're never going to see again. So, well, the thing is, if I would have did it to him, he would have lost his fucking mind. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I would have got out and smashed true. his head up against the side of the vehicle. I've had those days when I worked downtown. King hippo looking motherfucker. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yeah. that cocksucker. Yeah.
I do. Well, I remember when that went down because I think I was I was somewhere around it when that <laughs> happened, and I I was out of range. So I couldn't hear what was being said, but that's always that's like a, that's like a thing. So like whenever you know, and you've seen me do it before. We're having a conversation, and you'll shift gears right into freaking hey, and I'm like, well, that person's about to get it. We'll catch up again later. Because I can do that, too. I can cut off. It's like reading a book. When you close the book and go away, you can come back two days later, oh, yeah. pick up the book, start reading the page like you never said the book. Yeah, we, that's we that's do, how we talk. Yeah, we can do that. Then I'm like, hey, remember that thing we were talking about like two hours ago? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so where were we? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah it's just, I just, cool, I just let's put, go get lunch. I just put the bookmark in, then I open the book back up when I'm done being the irate motherfucker that I am. Well, that happened, what was it, when somebody called me and... um. No, wait, I was talking to somebody out on the front. Yeah, and then somebody, one of my own guys called me. And it was a matter of the way I addressed him. I didn't realize by the time I hung up that the two people I was talking to walked away. Because you could, like, and I kind of remember their face like, oh, shit. Because I was like, okay, what? Did, why did you do this and this? Oh, well, so to shut up. That's not procedure. You broke procedure, right? 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 And that was the point where they all walked away. <laughs> uh, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing is you're not being, you're not using harsh words. It's tone. And the you tone conveys how serious of an You know what the thing is, too? I almost got this, I, I kind of <clears> got a perception. That I think people that weren't yelled at or, or kind of went through a little bit of trauma when they were younger, they get uncomfortable when they see people fight and argue. Yeah, or, yeah, that, it like, go either way. Though. That shit don't bother me. I love watching it. You know the worst part is when you see two people fighting. They look at you for your approval, and you're smiling. And you're like, oh, "I'm just a fly on the wall here." You know, <laughs> if I was him, and I were you, I would oh, both say you're fucking. Oh wrong. man, this white trash couple I used to hang out with. Oh, them are the best. They were always fighting. Them are the best. And tweakers this, or non-tweakers? Tweakers. Oh, that's. I only best. found out they were tweakers late in the game, though. And I was uh, like, "Oh, no wonder you guys can drink under the table, you fucking cheaters." Yeah. <laughs> you, you, got the, you got this system on overdrive that's processing alcohol. Oh yeah, and it was what was the there was one fight they were going off back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and of course it's typically the wife that brings me in and it's like, well, what do you think about this? I'm like, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not getting involved. He looks at me and goes, chicken? No, uh, no, I'm not weighing in. Anybody need a beer? Because I'm going to go to the store by. <laughs> I am at it because it was like one of those heated. That, that would have been the perfect time to drop one of their secrets on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, fucking what? I'm going to get a beer. You want one? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, she sells half your dope stepped on, right? <laughs> There's no market value there. Oh, man. All right, moving on. All right, so let's let's roll into the Chaz Zone. Oh my God! We so what? So what, I love the Chaz thing. So this is so this is what's been divulging within the Chaz zone, probably over a culmination of two, maybe two and a half weeks. So you have about five shootings, a high number of sexual assault cases. That doesn't surprise me a bit. And so what? The one that really tops it off is the, the most recent shooting. So this guy is Dewan Young. He claims he was shot by a KK KKK member in the Chaz zone, or a Proud Boys in Seattle. So basically. Seattle is basically San Francisco. So if you think okay. you're going to run across a KKK member in the environment that Seattle is, I find that utterly You get the feeling like, we're like this is children on a playground telling stories of oh, why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what this sounds like. Cause I love, and I love the whole, oh, it's white nationalists. Okay, what the hell is that? What does that mean? I don't even know what that is. So, what's, hold on. What's, so let's understand what the white people are. So when you say white people, are you talking about Italians? Irish. Germans? Irish people to present one in the UK, Australians, anybody from the Europe zone, France. Are you talking about American whites? Are you talking about American whites in a coastal state? Uh, uh, that is such a blanket term to describe white people. Okay, I want to kind of save this topic. We're going to touch on this a little bit, and me and my wife were laughing about it. And <laughs> 
So when you say African American, let's do a word association. What do you think when you say African American? Just an, an American black person. When I hear African American, are you talking about Elon Musk? Is he uh, considered African American? Isn't he from South Africa? Yes. All right, now we're just now we're just well, uh, what, we're just tearing apart the culture. Is what it so is. So what are we doing? What does African American mean? Well, I like what does, it, does it mean black people? Well, for most of so the what the happens when you have a black person from France? Do, are they considered African American? Only to an idiot. But do you understand how dumb that is? Yes. When you when you put the scope on a white or African American, you know what Morgan Freeman said about that? What he said it's stupid. <laughs> He's all they're American. They're yeah. just as American. Hundred percent. Like, what about Black history? No, that's still American, American history. history. And the problem is, is that people are still in their minds segregating. But, but, but what's wrong with using the word black to describe a black person instead? And 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 people use African. Okay. I find African American. Hey, what color's my hair? Uh, it's kind of gray nowadays. Same thing. You there's a hair color, right? <laughs> you can call somebody out. Check out that blonde. Check out that freaking redhead. Yeah. Check out that dude over there with the black hair. So why can't we look at skin color like we do hair color? Well, I, I don't understand. If so, if you're calling in a, re a report a crime and say it, it is a black person that happens or someone that's darker in skin, do you when you call the police do you say African American? That no. is the most. Africa I'm trying to flatten the conversation. Yeah, but but Africa has a lot of different color tones. So is everybody from Africa only black? No. That's from the so bullshit the they sold in the So why in the fuck are we saying African-American? That started with the, the SJW movement but when it started you, in the 80s and 90s. A, major, a lot of people that came to the U.S. are not from Africa. They're from a lot of other countries. And they migrated here on their own. On their own accord. In the last probably 30 years, you know how many people have come from a lot of countries that have black people? A lot. Oh, yeah. Do, do we call those African-American too? No, they're black people. And that's not. there's nothing wrong with saying that. And if you've been here for... a a second generation from originally Africa or Somalia or, or Nigeria, you're no longer that. Now you're, you're American. American. Yeah. And I'm down with that. I've always tried you're to American. preach. I've always got beat up a yeah, couple times. But, but you're American with the black skin tone. If you come from Mexico and you're here an Amer American, you're American. There you go. You could say Mexican-American. That's fine. Yeah. Black American, white American. I like the way, what was it, like uh, Chappelle was saying it? Well, I'm American, Mexican descendancy. I'm American, African descendancy, European yeah, but, but descendancy, whatever. But, but the, I think the American should be first. But the thing about being an American, the whole thing about being American, what it really is, is you're a fucking mutt. Yeah. Somebody came from somewhere to get a better opportunity. So, That's all of our story. So the majority of Americans have a diverse backup, like background. Like mine's Hawaiian, German, Italian, all these different combinations of background. And almost anybody in America... You have a diverse make makeup if you look at your genetic tree, family tree. Yeah. You're not just white American. No, that's that's not what it is. No, I'm a pretty good mix myself. But oh. but being an American is a mutt. Okay, if you go to Germany, you know what the population of Germany of Aren't white they like is? Eighty nine percent German. Yeah, it's like ninety percent white. Yeah. If you go to the it's Netherlands, because Germany. Yeah, but that's the thing is, it's insane to look at the lens America as a singular race. It's everybody. There's so many mulatto people in America because every race breeds with each other. As they should. I think that gets stronger genetics. Myself. Same with me. You, you get you get better genetics. That's where Hitler and Mao and all those guys, people that tried well, to shit, purify we stomp, gene pools. We stomped their ass in the Olympics, Germany. Isn't that weird? The white race will do it. No. Yeah. We stomped your ass. We will do it because we descend from gods. Hey, God, 
How you like it? Not even on the pedestal, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone want to get Xerxes a Kool-Aid? He looks a little dehydrated. <laughs> but, that, but that's but that's that's the whole thing. Anyways, we're 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 we tangent it from the Chaz though. That's fine. So, okay, yeah, Chaz, go back to Chaz. So Chaz, so this is where this ties into the whole productivity thing of Chaz. Here, let me. Was nobody was nobody was notes. nobody putting in in Chaz? Because I'm thinking there was a lot of recreation in Chaz, judging by the sexual assaults and such. Well, I don't think it's so much that. I think a lot of, a lot of people, so that that Chaz zone thing happens. A lot of a lot of uh, freeloaders or piggybackers to the situation. Oh yeah, for the cause, flooded there. They flooded there because they thought that I can I can kind of do what I want. And anytime you you do this thing where you've removed the, the authority, ride. well, if you remove authority from any equation, you've now created a vacuum. If you don't think this is true, look at the goddamn Middle East and the damage that we caused. There. Oh, dude. Yeah. So what do we do? We go and remove Qaddafi. What happens? Oh, there's a giant power vacuum. Now all these here. warlords and people with would-be influence power. Yeah, guns, I'd, ra- I'd whatever. rather have a dictator over there running roughshod and keeping that shit in check than having a, a, a war state of all these militias fighting with each other and killing regular civilians. Let's be honest. The average a lot person, of collateral damage. The average person that lives in those <clears throat> countries is not involved with that shit that's going on. No. They're working regular jobs and taking their kids to school and they're doing it in the middle of a goddamn war zone. Isn't that the weirdest thing to think of? There was a lot of people when our troops were over there going building to building, house to house, like the cities we didn't evac, but like afterwards... There were still people going back and forth to work and shit. Yeah. That's what a lot of people don't understand. It's like, Econo- no, it's a war torn country. People still got to yeah. go to work. Economic productivity has to happen even in a war zone. Yeah. Has to. That's what, mind blowing. What happens when there's no economic productivity at, at all? You know what happens? You get the fucking Chaz zone. <laughs> That's what happens. Like, no one's making coffees. Yep. No one's no one's working on your car. Nobody's producing food. Nobody's shipping food in there. Right. Nobody's providing medical attention because the law enforcement can't secure the area no to provide. Yeah. No, no sanitation. sanitation. Yeah. yeah. You, you know how the Black Plague happened? Nobody picked up the goddamn trash. That's what I was waiting for in Chaz. That's why I wish it would have gone on a little longer. Because I'm like, oh, man, hey, let's see what diseases are coming out of there. Me. I wanted to just work and do good. Then all of a sudden, Black Plague. Everybody <laughs> dies. Fuck yeah. Good thing they already got the barricades yeah. there. Also been to collect on a bet, man. Son of a bitch. Yeah, damn it, I lost. We even make it a couple weeks out, and this thing just imploded. Oh, it did. And that's the thing is, and again, seen it myself firsthand with the... Uh, would this still be the millennials that were out there doing that? Post millennial. Because we're technical millennials and Gen no, I'm not a millennial. What the, I don't fucking know. I'm a Gen Xer. Nobody sure. knows, and all this shit's all over the place. What is it? If you were born after 1984, but you know what you're I find millennial? the most funniest? Is that this, this younger generation sucks with computers. And they're living in the most heavily computer area of all time. I have actually, yeah, you see my face change. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. I have yelled at people Completely for that. Fucking stupid. Like, I bet you if that shit was on your fucking phone, you'd know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is your problem? Dude, I had a, a cousin that it, we found out he couldn't read and write in high school. Or he could read. He couldn't write with a pen. Oh, shit. His handwriting looked like mine in kindergarten. Looked like a because fuck. everything it looked like the side of an Egyptian pyramid. Well, it's like what you, gra- this, you grab it. You, you know how you hold a chisel or a screwdriver when you're about to hammer it? <laughs> That's how he held his fucking pencil. He held it, and then he had a hammer in the other hand. Straight was- freaking caveman <laughs> style, dude. It's like right through the paper. I'm like, you got to be gentle. How do you not know how to write with a pencil? Here, you yeah. know, and it's that no child left behind thing. Yeah, it's just all right. Perpetual. He can use a keyboard. It's okay. He can type it out. 
dude. Couple couple hunting peck service visors. I, I, I we make we make both the kids do a lot of coloring just for the fact that coloring does amplify your dexterity. Of yes, using. that's exactly what you're building, and it does. So the kids don't do a technical lot of writing, but my daughter's huge in the art, and I love it. Yeah, and she gets to explore that side of her head where she really. She can look at something. The right brain. Yeah, she looks at a picture, but she gets to turn the color of the picture she wants and do whatever crazy thing she wants. It's her diving into her own idea of what she looks at. The creativity. It's it, it, beautiful. But, but the thing with creativity, it's a very difficult thing to cultivate and, and to bring out because you have to delve into a lot of the part of yourself that no one likes doing. That's why I like music because metal is hate and you know i'm <laughs> full of that <laughs> just overflowing oh dude i never i was always the songwriter in every band i've ever been because i had a lot to say and a lot to freaking i mean i'm <laughs> i'm really good at the old chunky monkey you're like wait 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 almost yeah that made my chode tickle let's do that one <laughs> that's a hold on, let me still on the amp this is neat this See, is evil the, the artistic side of things was never my my strong point but a, the right a, brainers a, a, lo a lot of drawing I, I remember when I was younger, I used to do a lot of drawing, a lot of freehand drawing, uh, different things. And every now and then, I'll kind of do it. But my big thing I like to do now is write. And what I like to do, I like to sit down kind of in a quiet room and, and think about certain things. I probably, I, I try to do it for 30 minutes and just kind of parse apart what ways I think about stuff. And then I'll sit down and I'll write about it. And then what I usually do, I'll, I'll write maybe twice a week and I'll sit down on at night when everybody's sleeping and I'll read what I wrote and either be like, you're fucking an idiot or like, hey, this is the this has some legs on it. Let's, let's pull uh, it apart a little more. several religions and belief systems that I've studied where that is like the whole centrifuge of it. It's hard. If you have an idea, write it's, it down and then revisit that. Well, the thing, that's that's the whole thing. What the, the whole, like the first episode we did of this was pulling apart the program. The, op the program you get from the school system of reading and writing. Oh, it. yeah. The and Sesame this, Street theory. And this is why it's important. Is it gives you the ability over time to reflect upon your thoughts, right? And if you do it up to a, a two or three year span, you should see a drastic change in the way you are thinking about things. And if you don't, then you're a fucking tool, and you're not using your adaptive natures as a human to cultivate a better person. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's how actually I was just going through all my notes for my last project that just ended. Oh, really? And I can actually mark all the different changes that happen based on my notes yeah and i'm like wow that's actually i'm so glad i kept all but, these but the older i get i look back and i i run across people from my past or different like family members or just people in general and it's like oh you're still the same person no you're not <laughs> no 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 but that but some people are really yeah, yeah. i guess so no th think about some people you like someone you haven't seen for two years and you talk to them and like you're talking to them and it's like oh what have you done oh i'm doing this like, they've picked up a hobby? No, dude. Like, what do you that's mean a hobby? You. That's not you. <laughs> yeah. You as an adult, when you, when you, hobbies are stupid when you're young. And very few people understand what a hobby is. A hobby is you working on a different skill set that is not related to your job. And that's absolutely necessary. It is. You have it's, to do it. It's how you get into other parts of what there is in life. Yeah. You're, 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 you're growing a small tree. And maybe the tree's gonna get some get a limb that gets you into some, something else, and it helps build these interests, and you can layer them on top of each other. But if you don't think they fold into your personality and, and develop a better a better trunk of your core component in general, you're crazy. They do. These things are very important. And this is what the Chazonians will eventually find out. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know. 
I, I don't know, but <clears throat> I know they're talking now is having, having the police roll mm. in there. But I, I think... Okay, well, they were going to... Remember I told you about the thing? Well, they were going to leave, and then that fake statement went up that was supposedly from the leader. And, you know, okay, we're going to go and buy this and that and the other thing, but we're going to give up this, but not our purpose. And if you want to help democracy, vote Biden or whatever. And then it turned out... That's so insane. That is so stupid. It's like, dude, the same old games aren't going to work. Like, the politics in this country need to be overhauled. But, but the thing sure. is, too, like... How is voting Biden good? Has anybody sat down and just listened to the guy talk for five minutes? No, they're playing the anything's better than Trump card. But that's insane. And that is insane. You can't do that. That's, Any, that's a bad Anything's idea. better than Trump. Did you really sit down and think about that statement? So you have a guy that that from the Obama, the Obama area got... got the, the Obama administration got zero recourse... For the shit they were doing, front-running guns to Mexico. I know. Uh, where's uh, the penalty? Well, I mean, where's the penalty? That, for but that's shit? just one of many things that they did that they never caught any recourse. Eric Holder, yeah. just scamming a lot of the deal. Not only that, the Obama administration administration weaponized the IRS against churches and other people that had different political yeah, descent. I remember that. And they targeted these institutions. That was when the what was the name of that movement? Um, the conservative movement. The Tea Party? Yeah, the Tea Party. But Tea Party was just a small wing of that. But they actually, in, in anything that kind of gave backlash, they, they weaponized the IRS. And it's, you know what insane that is? If a Republican did that, everybody would lose He's their God. Yeah. Well, that's just all, that's the power of the media and repetition and programming but th that's people's it. psyche. And just understand, when, when you guys are looking at Biden, there's nothing amazing going on there. No. There's nothing. I mean, he. I mean, Obama it's, was a puppet, but well, I mean, it's, this guy's it's, clearly. It's I mean, not even so much. There's nothing amazing. There's nothing different from what we had going on prior to what we have now. Right. And and if you think if you think we were on the right path, the right path prior to Trump, then you're an adult. I had an idea for that, where, and this is this is like one course of action that could possibly go right. I don't. I'm not looking forward if Trump gets reelected to another four years. Of, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? The way we're heading, it doesn't matter who's in charge. It's gonna it's gonna escalate. Well, not only that, but you're we're we have so many underlying issues. Okay, well civil, that's but that's where I'm going with that. Civil unrest and everything. Let's just all take a step back from what we think is the right thing, which is arguing on Trump's an idiot or not, or this and that. And the yeah, other that, thing. that's that's a useless conversation. The bigger have. the bigger thing is how out of control all of us have let our government get. Oh yeah. So, after this election, we have four years to actually, instead of bitching at each other on Twitter, to actually figure out collectively how we're going to do this. But I, I don't think we are. If, if you look at the government as government, as part of the economy... Oh, this is a pipe dream for sure. There's no well, way everybody well, will come together as a community. The, if you look at what the, the government is as part of the economy, and you go back 30 years, the government was probably about... Six to ten percent of the economy. You know what the government is now in Aren't relation almost fifty. Yes. Yeah. That's where that's the red flag when you're the government about, hits. You're 50. about forty-five percent of the economy is built on the government. And if you don't remember from the first podcast, the government doesn't produce anything. So forty-five percent of our economy is funded by something who doesn't actually have productivity. All it's doing is paying people. Yeah, not just paying people. It's just People doing a bunch of bureaucracy jobs and moving paperwork and not doing anything productive that doesn't produce anything, doesn't offer a real service. Well, that's why all civilizations go this way. 
because your population gets so much, and if you let the poor keep being poor, you know what I mean. You leave. You I have know, to keep people. Employed. I know, but the thing is, a lot of these things happen because of the regulations in general. Regulations. I used to think they were good, and now I just realize no, they don't really do anything because a big business understands how to game the system and pay off the, the government to do what they really need to do. Yeah, that's the part that's broken. But, I mean, that's, but a part that's broken. But, but that's the broken. thing is, so if you have a big business. Who, who big businesses are very conservative in nature. And what I mean by that is once you get once you get big enough and you get enough power and you have a huge monopoly, you don't want competition. No, oh, yeah. Because it, cha- it makes you have to innovate and find ways to cut costs and actually be a real company. So what you want to do is when you get big enough is you pay off lobbyists to make regulations and make it hard as fuck for small people. For the people. little guy to rise up. Yeah and, yeah, and that's what the whole thing about being an American is, is being a David and Goliath scenario. Well, when something gets big enough, it doesn't have the nimbleness that it used to. So if you have a business that has 10,000 employees and then you have a business that has, let's say, 200 employees, which one can implement and make faster moves? Yeah, the little one. The little one. Well, the big one may have the influence of the giant club of smashing but it's, with regulation. But it's so clunky that it can't make market Come adjustments. Back, little guy. Yeah, yeah, it can't make the market adjustments to get good signals and make an immediate changes. Because the bureaucracy and all the people with HR departments, all these other departments that don't really do anything, muddy the fucking water of things innovative happening. It, and it, that's... And, but when you start regulating hmm. and have the government step in, you really distort... How innovation happens. Well, that's when, when did the business model change? Now, you remember the old business, like right now, I call the business model profit above all. Everybody just keeps bigger, 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 more, you more, more, You know where more. it happened the most, is, in my opinion, is when unions took the stronghold of majority of the jobs in the U.S. Well, what happened to the sustainability? So, so Nobody the, tries to be sustainable. And, and, and let, me, let me really expand on this a little bit more. So the unions, in, in theory, had a good idea. There, there was some exploitation. Yeah. I agree with You're that a little 12 bit. Twelve-year-olds that fall into the steel things and shit like that. That's yeah, <laughs> I, and I agree with that. And there, there needed to be some kind of benchmarks of age brackets, and kids needed to get education, ed- education, so they can help get the ability to step out and do other things. Th- I might be wrong on some of the stuff, but I'm, I'm not really big in the child, child, child labor. I think that's that's that that opens up a slippery slope, and it can be very bad. No, oh, yeah. But I think at age sixteen. You should have the option to go work in the open market. We're gonna start building skills. Yes, that's what it is. Schools don't teach you skills. School give you schools give you the programs to build skills on. For twelve years, you don't have any skills coming out of that. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, they're not doing that. Like back in the day, when you when you went to school and you took a wel- when you took welding class, dude, they don't even have that or automotive. Anymore. Yeah, you didn't really build the skills, but they gave you some programs in your head. And how these things work. The foundation, the fundamentals, the, yeah. The, the basic firmware. Here's some firmware. Yeah. So it's up to you to go into the market and find somebody who will help you develop the skill set. If you so choose, yeah. If you so choose. But we don't even do that anymore. For some reason, everybody can work in an office and, and we can financialize everything. Well, that's yeah, the problem with... But like, that's not real productivity. Well, that's the, the pipe dream of keeping that going. Like the, the, the college scam. Go to college, oh. go to college, go to college, and then you should have known there was a problem when they federalized the loan. It's like, dude, well, the, oh. the thing is, when you guarantee, when you're, so the only person that, the only thing that ever guarantees anything, there's one thing that guarantees everything. Which is? And it ain't the private sector. It's the public. It's the state. It's the feds. They guarantee things. We're going to guarantee health care. Oh, yeah? Who the fuck's going to pay for that? 
Well, uh, 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 but well, these Who? other people. This so <laughs> so. If you understand that the state, I can't even remember the. Pitch if you understand that the state doesn't produce anything, and you're gonna offer you're gonna offer health care, who pays for that then? You think the guy on top, the one percent, are really paying for that? No, no. Do they you, find loopholes and they know how the to get out of it. Do you think the people in the eight hundred thousand to four hundred thousand dollar tax bracket are paying for that? Probably not. Okay. It's usually the people between poverty and so the one hundred twenty, right? So yeah, so your average person that's paying for that is people in the tax brackets of one hundred twenty down to forty thousand dollars. The people that shouldn't have any more taken out of their check. I don't think in no. that range you should even pay taxes, honestly. <laughs> I don't think anybody should pay taxes. You're you're on a you're on a totally different page than I am because I don't think anybody should be pay, paying income tax. Period. Well, it's got to start somewhere. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, no. Across the board. Yeah. If you guys want to understand, there there used to be no income tax in America, not until about by about 1913. And it was, hey, we need to do it for this one thing, but it's temporary. But but it was it was a but th- this this whole thing of the Federal Reserve, we've done this a couple times in American history, about two other times prior. And it always leads to the same thing we're in now. We destroyed the money p- supply by inflating it. This has played out before. Don't think we're, this is the first time in American history. But the thing bef- bef- prior to the Fed, it was called some fancy names. The America First Bank and different things like that. And they always, yeah, do, I've it, seen a couple of they always do it under the guise of we need to have an expandable money, elastic money supply. What was the one they were saying? People from Boston are taking this money out to the West and Utah can't spend their money. We need a, we need a centralized bank. A centralized bank and, and a, <clears throat> an elastic money supply, which on today's stage, when you have currency manipulators like China and other countries like that, it does make a little sense. So I think Ron Paul has a Ron Paul's in the Fed is it's really good. Same with Danielle DiMartino Booth, which what we need to do is rip the studs, rip, rip all the sheetrock and everything off of the Fed and get it down to the studs and get it back to what it's supposed to be is an independent banking system that protects the currency purchasing power of America. And it's not that. We're, we're, we're strong-arming it to cover costs of things that we should never be doing in the first place. Yeah, we're going to have to have to, to talk about the circle jerk of big money next time. Yeah. That's one of the biggest problems is all the rich people doing all the shit with it's basically on all of our backs. The money's, but, but, de- but the the money's only, being devalued. But the only, the only way it's allowed to happen is from the government. But but they're all being lobbied, so I mean we have zero but, but the, real but, say. But, but the number one thing that creates it is the government. An independent business does not have the power to force you to do things. It can it can make awesome products in the free market that will incentivize you to buy and purchase them or do things with them. But it cannot force you to buy an iPhone. It cannot force you to buy Nikes. It cannot force you to buy Under Armour. It cannot force you to buy healthcare and and all these things. It, it can't do that. It can't force you to buy Under Armour. It can't force you to buy a house. You know what the government can do? Force you to pay your goddamn taxes. It can force you to get health care. It can do these things. Oh, yeah. I knew the, the car insurance thing. Yeah. Car it, insurance is now it, mandatory. Yeah. It can force you to get car insurance. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. And that would, that made a bunch of people money. Remember the criteria I was telling you. But there's it? only one entity that can make you do something. The state. The state. The free market doesn't have the ability to do that. I think all, all it can do is provide a good that's awesome to incentivize you to vote with your that's when you go spend money somewhere you're voting with your dollar you're saying this is an awesome business model and I'm gonna vote that I like you by taking this dollar and giving it to you right you're voting that you like what the company that's, that's what is you were doing. saying earlier you got where a lot of businesses would fail if they weren't so protected by certain yes. the state would be so yeah. 
Well, we've delved deep. We've gone all over the place here, so it looks like we're going to have to wrap it about up. A minute and five is about where I want to, or an hour and five minutes. Woo. Yeah. That flew we were, by, we were getting rolling. Yeah. I don't know if the new mic sounded awesome, but, I mean, they are definitely nicer. So we don't know what the quality is going to be up to, to until we get this thing on the on the hot plate. So Right. So, yeah, our non-demo attempt should be pretty interesting. And, and that's, uh, uh, we'll yeah. see you next week on this topic. Yeah. Otherwise, tune in to Trainwreck if you want to hear some horrifying stories with a much lighter tone. Yeah. <laughs>